it is time to take a trip down Nostalgia Road with us today. Sure thing, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're cracking open the toy box with Woody, Buzz, Rex, and Bo Peep in Toy Story 4. I'm Tuesday. She's Kaylee. Put down those juice boxes. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. So as you heard, the whole gang is back for Toy Story 4. Andy is all grown up and pretty much out of the picture in this movie. And if you recall, in Toy Story 3, Andy gives all his well-loved toys to a neighbor and friend's daughter named Bonnie. Now, in Toy Story 4, Bonnie is starting kindergarten. The toys and her parents see her anxiety and decide to take a last-minute RV road trip before school really begins to give her like one last hurrah and to kind of help her with her confidence and you know why wouldn't you want to take a vacation before school (laughs) I have to cut in here and just say one of my favorite moments in the whole movie is the fact that she completes orientation he's like okay I finished kindergarten (laughs) it's like oh you have so much ahead of you kid no well maybe not (laughs) during kindergarten orientation Alone and sad, Bonnie ends up making a brand new friend, Forky, who is a spork made with popsicle stick feet stuck in white clay, googly eyes, and pipe cleaner red hands. He's got problems, let's just say that. Forky, though, becomes a brand new member of the Toy Society. The only problem... Forky doesn't want to be a toy. Not at all. (laughs) He knows he's a one-time-use spork and meant for the trash after that. Woody must guard him 24-7 while Forky tries to escape from Bonnie's arms and into the nearest trash. But Woody gets a little distracted when he runs into his long-lost love, Bo Peep, who we find out we lose sometime... uh, before we lose Andy. And they reunite at an antique store while they're traveling. Bo has been living an independent, child-free life, and Woody must decide. Stay with Bonnie or move on with Bo. Oh, and he's also still chasing around Forky in the process. And here's a clip. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Why am I alive? You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh. So, from right after the movie, I know we have different viewpoints on this, but I'm obsessed. I went in a little confused because I literally bawled my eyes out at the end of Toy Story 3. Andy was all grown up. He passed on his legacy. All the characters are in a good place. So I was interested in what direction they were going to take with this one. I had no idea how obsessed you are with Toy Story. I literally grew up on Toy Story. I mean, I did too, but like your love of Toy Story 
kind of took me aback. I was like, oh my. Oh, yeah. I've not seen you gush over a kid's movie quite in this way before. Like, usually I'm the kid's movie fan. I'm the five-year-old of the two of us. I want to go see all the kids' movies. So I think it was kind of funny. <laughs> and you kept it in the closet for so long. <laughs> I have no idea. You've been outed as a Toy Story super fan. Completely. <laughs> Honestly, Toy Story 4 is a kids' movie, but it, it truly plays as a love letter to all the millennials that grew up with it. It debuted these quote-unquote old, destitute toys of my childhood. Notably, I would like to talk about the Sky Dancer doll <laughs> that I had as a kid. If you don't remember, it was this girl fairy who you would wind up, and once you launched her, she went spinning up into the air to kind of slowly descend, usually in the room next to where you're playing. <laughs> and as you might know, the OG Toy Story actually premiered back in 1995. And I was just a little wee one, and I grew up with Buzz and Woody, and I legit still quote it to this day. Ah, the claw. It's true. I've heard her do it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. The OG Toy Story is very quotable. I mean, To Infinity and Beyond has become such a colloquial thing to say in everyday speech, I think, for everybody of a certain generation. Oh, completely. Hey, dude, I'm going to go to the bathroom. To infinity and beyond. It doesn't even have to make sense. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Or there's a snake in my boot or whatever he says. Like all those things are so just ingrained in the culture, especially here in the U.S. So, you know, I could see why they kept going and making Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3. I don't understand at all why we had to come back in Toy Story 4. Like you said Tuesday, Toy Story 3 wrapped it up, put a bow on it, everybody's stories were finished. Like, there was no reason to come back at all. So I had to be sold on Toy Story 4. Like, if it was going to work or not, why come back? And to disagree with you, Ah. this is the sequel I didn't know I needed. What? Not to tell you that you're wrong or anything, but the movie currently sits at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And why shouldn't it? It's a largely liked franchise. And dare I say it, I think it's better than Toy Story 3. What? Totally. Really? I know. Oh, my gosh. I mean, here's the thing. It's well done. I'm not going to hate on the story. But I feel like it is the Finding Nemo 2 to the series. It's kind of like, why are we here? Like, you are forcing out a narrative that... You know, I'm squeezing out the last bit of the toothpaste out of the tube here with this movie. And I laughed. You laughed a lot more than me, but I (laughs) I definitely laughed. I liked the new characters. I liked Forky quite a bit. I mean, Forky was voiced by Tony Hale. And I mean, all the original voice actors were back. Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, uh, Annie Potts as Little Bo Peep. And then we had some new voices, including Tony Hale as Forky. We had... Uh, Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom, this stunt driver motorcycle toy from Canada. Canadian. Duke Kaboom, Canada's greatest stuntman. Oh, yeah. And then Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key are this duo bunny and ducky. With these tiny legs, I cannot reach without your help. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. This is what I've been talking about, bunny. You need to work on paying attention and your listening skills. Ha! 
<laughs> How you like that, Cheetah? Like, you get the carnival festival toy thing. You get the antique toys, which are creepy. You get the ventriloquist dummies, which are really creepy in this oh one. Oh, my gosh. The evil dolls in this movie literally scared me as an adult. They're, like... You know a jump scare is coming, and yet I still did physically jump. So, like, a lot of the the elements were there. It worked. But I still just kept sitting there going, I don't feel like I need this. I don't feel like I need this. But I, I do want to point out, I like how they give Bo Peep pants. Go pants! An agency. And you kind of hit the nail on the head where she's like, she's out there, independent, no children. It's like, as a toy, that would be like... <gasps> That is the scariest thing. That's something that Woody has to confront is, you know, does he stay with Bonnie or does he go and become this independent toy that goes to playgrounds and stuff allows any kid, you know, to play with him? Well, and while it's extremely family friendly, it does take on some more worldly ideas, aging, disposability, romance, and then Bo Peep and her awesome feminism. Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot happening in this story that I think is interesting. But again, I don't know if I wanted to see it in Toy Story 4. Also, like, I had a huge beef. Like, the most of the story is focused on Woody. Uh, this is Woody's story. Buzz Lightyear, who's been huge in all the movies up till now, has almost no part. And they made him almost regress in his character. And I don't know why they did that. He's almost back to like the way he was in the first movie where he's like super naive, you know, not understanding the world, thinking that he is the actual spaceman. And then he like reverts and he's asking Woody, what's that voice inside your head? He's like, well, it's your conscience, Buzz. He's like, oh, he thinks it's like his talking buttons that he has. He thinks that's his conscience. Well, it makes for a funny joke. It's kind of a flat joke, in my opinion. I don't know. I just he was such a great character and they took away all his growth yeah he poor tim allen he probably (laughs) had like a few paragraphs worth of dialogue for the movie in total and yeah he he definitely went backwards and just kind of became a joke yeah with no depth or anything that he had grown in the last three movies. So I can agree with you on that one. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> it's almost like they just felt like they had to keep him in. Yeah. Because all of the other characters, even though they're also smaller and just kind of part of the team, they still all have their personalities and mm-hmm. exactly how they were before. Yeah. Like the Slinky Dog and Rex and Ham, they were always only going to be side characters. And so I don't feel like there was any loss to them. Buzz was a central character, and, like, they denigrated him to a side character. Completely. So I was like, mm, mm. But, yeah, so you walked out of that movie with tears in your eyes? Floating on air. <laughs> tears, also laughing. I I really will, will say millennials will absolutely love this film just as much as some of their kids nowadays. There you go. I guess you can watch this with your kids. Or you might be a millennial like me, which is like, eh, been there, done that. It was just enough new with just enough of the old characters. Pixar really pushed the envelope by trying to pull off Toy Story 4, and they will pay for it majorly with some awesome box office money. Can we get out of child world and have a drink? 
Well, hey, you know, there's a lot of us big kids who really do love Disney. I'm looking at you, Tuesday. <laughs> so, yes, we can have some adult drinks uh, with our kids' toys and Mickey Mouse ears. I need something brightly colored, mm-hmm. summery, and just obnoxious. Love it. So I'm going to drink a hurricane in one of those. Is it called a hurricane? Blue? A blue. Yeah. Like the sky. I'm going to drink story. drink a blue hurricane, like the blue sky in Toy Story, because I feel like it would also settle my heart for the fact that we had to watch a fourth Toy Story. <laughs> All right. Well, since I said I grew up with these films, I'm going to go back to the first thing I ever got drunk on. Oh, what's that? Peppermint schnapps and Schmirnoff ice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it sounds just as bad. I think I had a sugar high before I ever felt a buzz. Oh my gosh, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode. Make sure you subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and beyond. Boom. And make sure if you are listening on iTunes to hop on over and give us a review. It does help with other people seeing our content. And of course, stop by our social channels. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and always our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys at the movies.